episode 112. Man, Welcome. the happiest we've been in a long time. <laughs> Welcome back into the, the pod. A lot going on in the NYCFC world. Both games that we have to talk about. And then one of the biggest club legends taking off in not blockbuster fashion, but just completely of out of the night. blue. Yeah, literally. In the middle of the night. And unfortunately, we don't get the send-off that I think a lot of fans probably would have wanted. This Tonight would have been the perfect send-off. Yeah. Something like Tati had in... To be honest with you, I, I don't think a lot of our big players have gotten something like that. Well, I, guess I think everybody else was off season. Yeah, nobody really has had a farewell game. I can remember at least. I, I think it'd be disrespectful not for us to probably spend some time talking about Chano. There was a lot of speculation flying around, even some speculation on RN that we believe to be true. I, sadly, nobody really knows. Mm-hmm. What has come out now could completely just be PR spin and yeah. Chano respects the club enough to at least respect their wishes in that regard but at the end of the day we don't know we don't know if he was pushed out by Cushing and in, in the coaching staff we don't know if it truly was him wanting to go back to France and play in front of his family to retire I thought he would retire in the NYCFC shirt that's just how I viewed it and if his his if he wanted his family to come see him play that he would do that by any means necessary for his last season but yeah I mean it, it stings it sucks and he basically said that in in different words, in a hundred different ways throughout his time here, that he would like to retire here. Right. And has kind of shown in the way that he's gotten his coaching license and everything that it always felt like there was a future beyond him being a player. And I think a lot of people were potentially thinking that he hinted at that too. He posted on Twitter his little coaching license, but he since deleted it. So that kind of gives me a well, you kind of plugged it different up idea. It. Yeah, but that kind of gives me a different idea of what he might have meant by it. Some people were thinking it was like a little subtweet at, at Cushing, if you're going that route, that there was some kind of falling out that was like, hey, buddy, look, like I have coaching license too, oh, okay. and I know this is BS or whatever. Right. That's reaching, I think. But, but yeah, to me, it, I didn't think that that could have even been the case until I saw he deleted it, because I don't know why I don't know why you delete well, it. Well, I think you may delete it if it's, if it's being misunderstood. Mm-hmm. But I we mean, have some tweet deleters on our team. Oh, like for sure. Keaton complaining about referees, <laughs> rightfully so, every time. Yeah, you don't want to catch a fine. But yeah. The, the, like, I got to delete this by 12 o'clock or I'll catch yeah. a fine. Before the refs wake up in the yeah. morning <laughs> or the accountants. Yeah. But yeah, typically a pretty soft-spoken man. So until he deleted it, I did not think that that was a possibility. And in general, I guess I couldn't imagine if there was any kind of falling out that it would have been like a big blowout situation, like an argument or something. What it probably came down to in my eyes is... Chano, in a way, has slowly been phased out of the lineup. And then bringing in Burke, it's kind of like the young kid that's coming in to replace you. Even though yeah, it's there's not adjacencies there yeah. like at all. I don't know if he viewed it that way or I guess Tiago got healthy and somehow took his spot. Even though he's been better than Tiago and Tavon and anybody that has stepped in at center back. I, I think it could have just been the perfect storm of events where... Chano is trying to lead the way that Chano leads, mm-hmm. and he wants the team to go in a direction where they're winning, but in a direction where he can lead and be the type of leader that he is, which is a very vocal leader. He's not afraid to yell at you on the field, and he doesn't care if you flip him off in the middle of a game. Yeah. He doesn't care if you're trying to fight him in training. Like He's going to lead the way he, he leads. I could see it being a, a case where he's just trying to do that, and maybe he's being told by other coaching staff to chill out and let people develop and and things like that and you mix that with him having a legitimate chance to go play in front of his family and those things happening at the same time and him just being like look this project here isn't worth not playing in front of my family for the for the remainder of this season yeah it's a 
uh, multiple factors. Yeah, I think it's not just one. I, I think anyone who's just going, well, Cushing just told him to leave and he left. It, like that's naive in my opinion. And on top of that, I don't think that something like this rules out him coming back in a coaching capacity or even in the maxi way mm-hmm. where he goes and plays in, in his home country and realizes maybe not all he wanted and he comes back to retire in our shirt yeah and he loves new york he's got it tatted on him he number of times there's multiple skylines on him not to mention him lifting the trophy i think there's a crest involved there too like he said his heart is blue and or light blue and every supporter should know <laughs> that so the most respect and best wishes to chanel Right. I don't know how, maybe we'll have to, I don't know how we're going to catch a game with League A2. I don't know how you even watch those things. Well, but that machine out there has got it. Yeah, that's true. We do got it. Yeah. So. We just have to know when it's on. Yeah. So, T's and P's to Chanel. Yeah. We we T's welcome you back. Re- yeah. And although I will say we got our win today. We're not, we're not mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. No. I but. Think we're, we're still. It's close. I think. In the in the mind, we know that that it's probably not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But in the hearts, the heart can't can't help but want that blindly believing in something that may not become true. That's what the heart does. Well, you even called it out before the game tonight that you thought we were going to stomp them. Yeah, and through the first half, that's basically what happened. First half until Nick decided to, to probably yank the plug. We, and... we think he decided to pull the plug on the game. Mm-hmm. Which, if I'm in that position, maybe I do that too. And it's a dangerous game to play. It though. is a dangerous game, especially when you're Nick Cushing. Yeah. But yeah, there was a lot going into this game. There was a lot of pressure on the team. There's a lot of people who thought last game should have been Nick Cushing's last game. They've and been that, thinking that for months, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And there's been people saying that behind the scenes that was the case. But I think the team felt he that pressure. This. I think, if anything, this was really the team responding to a lot of that noise you alluded to the fact that maybe jason and richie's celebration was kind of to us i'm not sure what else it could be yeah it's hard to it's hard to speculate what else it could be because they're they're saying they're shutting out the noise i mean even tavon was doing it too so who really knows what the story is behind that i mean i'd love to get jason on to to pick his brain about it but i doubt he's gonna give some political answer he's from greenwich he knows (laughs) and i think it's it's probably remained to be seen. I mean, maybe people even know on Twitter right now, but there were a number of Cushing out banners in the supporter section. At what point did those go down, though? I think after we scored two, they probably. they went down at half, and then somebody said that they came back up, which is it's kind of funny, the the relation between how that happened with Ronnie the first time yeah. we saw the Ronnie, Ronnie out banners fly, and then what did we put, like four on somebody? Yeah. And it was like, at what like... goal did they come down? Yeah. But that... I think was interesting and I want to know if after the game if players came over to the supporter section to uh, talk, talk and if they got baited like they did with Ronnie where they popped the sign up and then the players were telling them to put it down I'm interested to see what the players reaction were to Cushing out signs if they had to experience it one-on-one well I think if you looked at Tallis's face after the game he was probably thinking give me that sign so I can hold it hmm. I think some other players were probably thinking I don't know like I think it really comes down to who has a secure place in the club and who doesn't like i really do think that that would be the split because for for jason for richie who knows he's not coming back this is just this a vibe season for him to kind of show that if he's worth it to go somewhere else yeah tavon knows he's not going anywhere he's a cheap defender that we're going to be able to keep for a long time like of course those dudes are not going to really care 
that deeply about who the manager is and like wanting she's. changes yeah. that fast. Whereas Talas is literally fighting for his life. Mm-hmm. Like Talas is his season, this season, the next season, literally define his career. Mm-hmm. And so for him to not play and, and to not play in a system that kind of favors him, of course he's going to be pissed off and probably want Cushing out. Well, and we kind of saw it against Cincinnati too, like you just said, not playing a system that favors him. I think lately Talas's role has been coming in either at left wing or replacing Baki, but either way, every time Talas has come in, Baki has come off, and that has been the biggest head-scratcher because we have, since 2022, we have not seen Talas play with a proper striker on the field. And he is a player that thrives when he has that that true striker that true nine and then the guys in the midfield to build off of yeah he needs people to play off of and and he hasn't been afforded the opportunity to do that this season not once right not literally not one single time and he's been forced at times to try to be fit into the striker position which like you said is is in a way fumbling him as a talent and there there probably is some animosity there from him and you can't really blame him for that. Right. If if he is understanding it the way that we are too. Right. And I, I just think he deserves the chance to play with Baki, with Santi or Jason and with Maxi. Like like those four or interchange the other one, but those four up top, I just I see a stomping teams. Genuinely stomping teams. Yeah. Scoring a lot of goals and not having to hold our breath at the end of a two 0 win. I just want to see Nick do that. I th- I think that some of the combinations that we've been putting out there just haven't been working. I think if, if I was in the press conference tonight, I would probably ask Nick, is this a time where you're just going to go towards favoring the hot hand? Like, is this hot hand season where you just, whoever's performing, they're staying out there until they cannot go anymore, mm-hmm. and then you make a change? It feels like it, because we saw Barraza drop from the lineup, which... I guess you are putting the three since he goals on his head if you're going to do something like that. Or, or at least consecutive non-clean sheets. Yeah, that'll that'll get you a know. keeper <laughs> out of the starting 11. But it was it's it's tough, the Cincy game. And in a way, I kind of talked about it in the, the five-borough footy spaces where it's tough to come out of that game. And even though it, it was a devastating loss at 3-0, and we were fighting at times and unlucky, I think Baki had. That was that the game where there was a number of chances that should have been put away. Couple setters too, and there was one early tonight too against Montreal. But coming out of the Cincy game, there, in a way, it almost always feels like there's some kind of built-in excuse for Cushing when you do go into Cincinnati, who is on a historic yeah. point run at the moment. Just got upset by Messi. Just got up. Yeah, it's a wounded animal. Although yeah. they played the 120 minutes and everything like that, even in that game, Acosta. Brandon Vasquez and the other guy. I, I can't even remember his name. Whatever, Whoever the other guy is on their team, all were taken out like in the 70th, 80th minute against Messi, and then we saw, unfortunately, right. what happened to what them. Happened. So they, in a way, when you spin the narrative that they played 120 minutes and it was it was definitely emotionally draining for those players, but like they're top players in the league and they only played 70 minutes. Right, exactly. And we're talking about like Acosta, who is, if he is not Mukhtar, he is... A, the step below him top five yeah top for top sure top five top three probably and those guys yeah they're gonna have a chip on their shoulder after honestly some shit like that happens to them in their house yeah. well i mean they, and they, they, they took it out it. they took it out on us they allowed it to happen yeah, yeah. but yeah they, they everything but was that's, leaning yeah. towards them being the best versions of themselves on the night being back at home after lee's cup trying to revenge what happened with messi being the team that they are 
for this in general, season, just in general. Literal historical point we're on at the Vasquez moment. Vasquez himself just being a dog and animal for not only club but country too. Oh, Bupen, Bupen, Bupenza? What's his name? Bupendeza? <laughs> I don't know his name. Brother. Bupenza. I I, you said Bupen. I'm like, what are you <laughs> talking about? Bupenza. I'm pretty sure. He was the he was the other one that was taken out and is also like a dog. Like you do not want to play against those three people at the same time. And and they are in a way like you said, where if we had our our perfect top four that you just right. mentioned, like we would they stomp that. people. That is them, and they're like actually actively stomping people, and they've done it all season. Yeah, they don't have to live in maybe land. Yeah, so it was a it was a bit. It is a bit of a built-in excuse when you run into both a, a buzzsaw that, like that. Really, both the teams that we played off of Leeds Cup were buzzsaw buzzsaws and kind of games that we were looking at on the schedule. Like, okay, these might be L's. Mm-hmm. We get a win tonight. I think we go another five in a row at home. I think four more at home. Four more at home? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't care who it is. We've got to win. Yeah. I think it is. All uh, four? Yeah. Well, if we want playoffs, it, yeah. it's, non, it's not negotiable. But if we don't want major change next season, like it's got to be three out of the four. In terms of like manager gone, players gone? Yeah. I think there's going to be major turnover regardless. Well, um, there's already some built in between Richie Lone over. Right. Uh, Perea gone, who has been a dark horse. Yeah. And honestly, we probably have to call out ourselves, and a lot of the community was very unhappy with the amount of money that was paid to him. And I can still kind of see being unhappy because, uh, but it's a different kind of unhappy because now I'm mad that we paid that much and we're not going to retain him, and well, we don't have an option to. Here's the thing, though, with that, like, like we, he can go back, and then we can have a new bid to buy him. That's true. Same with Richie. Like, that's true. We could just do like. Just because we don't, with the option to buy, they have to see us first. Mm-hmm. Without an option to buy, they can talk to everybody. Yeah. But nobody's going to want those players. Some people might want Perea. Perea, yeah. But he, I don't think he Richie's going to be a PSV bench player for the next season unless he gets a lot of I don't know again. if PSV's going to want him either, uh, honestly. Well, I mean, like I said, he's going to have to contractually be on the bench or loaned out again. I could see him coming back again on a loan, though. Yeah, because he's he is in the same situation as Tala's where this these are like career defining seasons for yeah. these players and I, there should be some age. yeah but there should be some frustration there because Ledesma too has not been given I and I don't know what PSV agree to terms wise for him to come and get minutes it, it would seem to me PSV is loaning him to be more active than he's been for right. us but he has been more or less missing this might have been his first start in a month wow. or two yeah. two months maybe he's definitely gotten this, the cold shoulder from Cushing what do you think of the Tiago coming back does for the team, if anything? I Probably think, nothing with Cushing, right? Well, I was going to say, I think it... Oh, like, Tiago Wondrosh? Yeah. If he was to come back? Well, he is going to come Or I back. guess he would come back, yeah. I think he has an option to be bought, and I'm not... I haven't really kept tabs he, on what he's doing. He's, got, he's doing the 007, but like 0010 at this point, 12, something like that. I don't know. Personally, I probably wouldn't really want him back. I, I don't see Cushing wanting him back, especially if he hasn't really done anything in Brazil. I I don't know. I don't see him coming back and adding anything if he wasn't prior. And and he is yeah. just going to... We're going to be back in that uh, Tales and Tiago. Hopefully, they're going to they're gonna sharpen each other as diamonds. <laughs> I just had like a crazy... And, like, you can't even say it. I'm going to say it, but, like, I just can't believe that this talk came to my mind about human beings. But, like, 
I just thought, which oh, I got such a hard job. What bag of shit am I gonna pick today on the wing? Like, <laughs> yeah, what right. what guy with two goals this season am I gonna pick? On That's the wing? what I'm saying. We're Boo-hoo. and and we're gonna be in the position again where we're on here. Like, oh, this is great. There's competition at the left wing. <laughs> like, they're gonna they're gonna form each other into diamonds. What flaming bag of shit yeah. is gonna is gonna make this other flaming? And bag then it's better. yeah, and then it's match week or match day 27, and Cushing is still rolling out experimental lineups. <laughs> As we're begging for a playoff uh, appearance, like begging for one, yeah, which is the state of this club, yeah, at the moment. At the moment, it's it's just hard. I, I seeing because today I was, I was doing a little bit of research for a, a little project for a little thing that we're doing, and I had seen a lot of old videos. Specifically, I watched the game, the our podcast right before we played in the Eastern Conference Final before that season that we won. Mm-hmm. Uh, the COVID MLS game? Cup. No, MLS Cup year. Yeah, COVID game in Eastern Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or wait, so, no, that was... It was Portland. Before... Oh, not Portland. It was Philly's... Yeah, Philly COVID. Philly COVID game. Yeah, Andre um, Blake, scumbag. And just seeing the joy in our faces. Yeah. And I also saw the one where the, the Ronnie out signs were out there. and Well, we got to dance on graves with that whole thing. yeah. With the whole Ronnie out thing. But, but at that moment, at this moment that I was speaking about... Is we were kind of talking about there's Ronnie out, like what should we, what side should we be on? If we make the playoffs, what can we do? And I just, just flat out said, I think we can win a cup if we make it to the playoffs. And I, and just the, this, this young boy I think had no idea what he was talking about. Yeah. Throwing darts, but he threw a dart that day that, yeah. that landed. I, I do have to say, I think we are far less likely that that dart is going to even hit the wall behind the dartboard. Like, it might go into the parking lot and kill somebody. I'm a bit more pessimistic uh, than I've been in the past about the playoffs and what we can even do if we get into the playoffs. I think best case, we probably seed in at the 9 or 8 spot, and we have a game against Miami. I think... And that that buzzsaw saws us. I would... I think Every way it saws us. That there's, there's so many teams. Like, if you think about that season... There was really the revs, which we handled, mm-hmm. and but the person LAFC or Portland that were like really, really good all season, consistently good, and and were making the places. Mm-hmm. Like that was really it. This yeah. season, there's so many good teams that are just look good, like are playing proper football and look like they're together, like together proper teams. That I'm excited for the playoffs, even if we don't make it, just because there's going to be such a good product out there. Yeah. Well, and our personnel is way different than what than what it was. Not only that, but like the thing the thing about our team is if we were winning games and a couple people were performing a little bit better with goals and assists, mm-hmm. like they would look at our team the way that they look at Nashville, or like pick a player on the field like that's such a good player. Look at Cincy. You pick a player on the field that's such a good player. Miami, how they've turned around and, and all looked like great players now. You would look at our team and be like, how do they possibly have all of those players on the field? Yeah. But we just aren't getting the results. We aren't performing the way that these players should be. And tonight is is out of the norm. We have Baki score one. Jason. And Jason score a Gabby Pereira goal. I mean, yeah. that's literally what it was. Gabby came and possessed this man. And it, it reminded me, too, of... The Tiago goal against DC that yeah. Barraza assisted. Where he like, fell. That cutback, left foot is shot, yep. fall on the ground. I mean, and I'm happy for Jason too because I think early on in the game, uh, I think I said 
you would have thought Jason was invisible out there, not because of what he was doing, but because of the way that other Everyone players else. were yeah. not looking at him and not getting him the ball. And it became very apparent early to me, the, the runs that he was making and the fire that we always talk about him and other homegrowns bringing when they finally get a chance to do so. You knew something was coming from him. Right. And so a very well-deserved star of the match. I think he's probably unlucky not to get another goal or at least an assist out there. But once Should they... Should have the Baki assist. Yeah, once they, start getting, once they started getting that ball to Jason, it was it literally was like we had GP again. Genuinely. Better. No, yeah. Way better. Because GP never had a right foot to cross like that. And I don't know what to make of Baki. Because now I think it's, it's a couple games. So we had Minnesota, Cincy, and now this game, although he gets the goal and... Honestly, in, in pretty amazing fashion. I think the assist was from Burke on one of those long balls up the field. But that's one goal out of many that should have been chances. Goals. Think about how much, I guess, room we gave to Tati in those same situations. So where Tati was leaving a game with like 20 shots and having a goal. Yeah. So I think he, he it, would it like... doesn't look as good. Yeah. And I'm not saying that, that Baki's at Tati's level yet. That clearly not. But when you're when you're getting and you're able to get a number nine that many chances, they're gonna start falling. He's gonna start being in in good form. He truly is somebody that you can, you have to give time. Yeah. And he wasn't even brought in to be the main number nine. That's the narrative was never that. Yeah. He was he was the insurance nine, and right. we were gonna get whatever somebody else. whatever that guy's name was that went to I don't remember where he went Porto or something. Yeah. For like six mil. Friggin. Yeah. Friggin. Yeah. <laughs> but like. Even the commentators for the games are like, yeah, but they he, they still need a nine Yeah. while he's on the field. <laughs> yeah. And so we can't go from this guy's just a backup insurance nine to he needs to be scoring every single goal. I In the moment and during the games, I feel like I feel like that, and I will scream and curse at him. If, but after I, I actually think about it, it's like we gave Tati so much room to grow and to, and to become the player that he was. We need to do the same with, with Baki. I mean, every every new player is going to need a little time too. I think was it Minnesota when he had that awful mischance on his debut, and we Atlas. talked about that. No, or MLS debut. I should have mentioned who I was talking about Julian. Oh, I was like, <laughs> well, I'm talking about the new guys, and in yeah, my yeah. brain, I said Julian. I just forgot to say it out loud. Yeah, that was which is not helpful rough. for a podcast. But Julian had that awful mischance against Minnesota, and I think aside from that, he has looked like a very dangerous player. Yeah. And like somebody who would most likely be a big contributor in 2024. I'm interested to see more from Alonzo. We've seen, what was it? I think maybe five minutes against Cincy. Yeah, very little. And not enough to make any kind of... Uh, well, down 3 nothing as well. Because... Yeah. Not enough time to make any assumptions or, or takeaways from that. But I think with all these guys, we have to give them the time to, to grow and just to feel comfortable, honestly. Right. I mean, how, how uncomfortable must it be in the first place to come into a team that is in its worst form in club history? Like, yeah. genuinely. Kind of feeling the weight of that on your shoulders, too, when you're, and you're brand new. Mm-hmm. And the supporters are expecting that. For, I mean, Baki literally came in as, like, he is going to win us the league, yeah. basically. But like, Hebert <laughs> gave him the juice. He's like a million-dollar player. I mean, yeah, yeah. But Julian, yeah, he, he looks like much more valuable than a $5 million player. Mm-hmm. I think his decision-making is young, but I think having Maxi around, hopefully he doesn't listen to Matty too much, <laughs> but uh, listen to Maxi, and he, he's, he's a physical specimen. He's going to turn into a good player. It's just whether or not it's going to be sooner rather than later, I think, for him. It's a when, not if. 
Right. And the same with, with Burke, too. He's probably been the out of all the new new guys. Yeah, I mean, he, he looks just proper. Like, he slots in. He looks like an NYCFC player. He's Collins. Like, he, he's not quite he's at not the... He's not as good as defending. And, I, I mean, I would say attacking, too. And, yeah. and that is just simply based on Collins being a specimen. But he, to me, has that archetype once he gets a little more confidence. And probably once our attackers start making his balls turning into things right. that are better, then it will be easier to draw that comparison. Baki did that tonight off his pass. But these these balls, even up to Jason tonight, switching the whole play, is it's something that we did not have on the team. And it's something that we desperately need. And he's been good. And he and he has a leadership factor to him. Uh, you don't see it. I mean, I don't. What do you, what What am I supposed to be seeing? I see him having the type of fight that the homegrowns have, but not just internally. I think in a lot of the press that we see go out, like he's actually talking in our huddles, and you know, ki- killing people on defense and stuff, letting them know what to do. I've seen it a few times, and I like that from a guy like that. He's coming from a very competitive league i think he played europa league too right so hopefully he can raise that i think that's what it is i think if anything he's he's trying to show some of his experience and give his insight to me he just he looks like a robot that is going to do his job at any means necessary and put in a, a solid performance every single game i just think he's he's that type of player in terms of in the games, I don't really see much leadership, but I, I do understand now what you're talking about with yeah. you know, like training, and I do see him kind of encouraging other players and things like that, so I, I, I do kind of see what you mean. And what's your thoughts with the captaincy now that Chano is gone? I, I don't think we have an outright guy that well, makes I sense. I think it stands when he's healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, for now, it's going to be Tiago, but I think even, I don't know, our midfield has some questions too. With Morales, I thought his performance coming in it just looked i don't know there's just something about watching him play it's just like champagne he just looks so good i would i kind of expected him to get the armband tonight yeah i think at some point you got to give key a rest and perea i think he's he's an engine that's going to never stop running so i would like to see perea and morales or morales and sands or some variation but um, could you get away with perea and sands yeah probably yeah if, and just cut perea loose to yeah stop worrying wrong. about defending the way that he does right could be well even both crazy of them being busy bees while you have tonight was essentially what a three four three so uh, it really broke down to yeah where you had Gouffre playing all over the place who's so, been great yeah but if you have that same situation and your two midfielders somewhat staying back hmm. and Perea being the busy bee that he is I could absolutely see that working there's a lot of there's a lot of fun ways to place the personnel that we have on the field and we're gonna have to keep getting it right we're gonna have to keep looking like we did against Montreal and we got a game Saturday which is a must win I think this every game going forward is a must win but this one genuinely if we could put two together back to back two wins I think that's going to give the team enough morale to at least fight to at least crawl to the end and Vancouver then, on a oh. Saturday on a 3:30, and I think that was one that we wanted to go to but I'm not sure that we even have the ability to do that anymore no, we don't, because we're gonna be and then and not, then not in the right not frame in great, of mind, not in great shape. And then, regrettably, to inform you, I have a wedding that I have to go no. to for the derby. No, we were gonna go. Yeah. Well, we were months ago saying we were hitting back to back Vancouver and then Derby, and then I have to solo that, brother. The 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 worst part about all of it is the only games that we have left are Orlando on a midweek which is going to be tough for us and then i believe our toronto and our chicago are both rba so yeah. 
That was like the last chance. I don't know. know. I don't know. How important is this wedding? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a flu game. I'm not getting out of it. I mean, I'm in the flu game right now with this. I have a splinter in my hand, and that is a, a byproduct, I think, of some massive production changes that we've been hinting at for <laughs> months. I mean, it's Which, been months. Honestly, every single other time that we talked about what's coming up and what we're cooking, things were really sitting at like a solid zero percent <laughs> yeah. of progress. Yeah. We can. I mean, we've already. I mean, we can say like we're at 99% right now. Yeah. Like it's 99% complete. The next episode will be an announcement, really. Yeah. And in, well, I don't know how much to leak. I mean, we've already talked. I'm pretty sure we've blatantly I mean, said it word it. for word out we're, loud. We're recording Sunday. Yeah. So. After Vancouver, that'll be a good one to tune into. If you if you usually just listen on Apple or Spotify or Come you know, see our faces. whatever platform it is, stop over by YouTube. Yeah, I think we've we've recorded in a lot of places. There's been a lot of different versions of what you see. If on you scene, are remote, if you're if you're a more visual watcher than you are just audio only, you've seen that we've been in a million places. But I hope at least the one thing that hasn't changed is is our love for this club, and it never will. Yeah. So I got sappy. Huh? You got a little sappy there. The <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited for this. It's been a long time coming. Yeah. And I mean that I'll probably do it for 112. Yeah. And you got to And shout out everybody that tuned in, I guess the last episode, even just in terms of audio only. I know we took a little bit of an unannounced break for like a month, but then we came back and the support just in terms of like watches and listens were on par and better than our episodes of the past. I also felt like it was a pretty good episode that we put yeah. together. Maybe one of the better ones that we did. So it's always great to see how that goes. And we appreciate the support and stuff. Because really, if, if we weren't on here talking about it, we would either be screaming at the TV, which we do anyways, texting each other, which we do. And none of those things fulfill what this does What this does yeah. uh, in terms of getting things off our chest and, and sharing our thoughts on the club and sharing the back and forth with everybody too. Yeah, so Because if we weren't doing this, we would be on the couch with the lights off just talking until it makes sense <laughs> yeah and it might and it might not it doesn't even make sense now it, yeah. it's it's hard to make sense of some of these things that happen in soccer but yeah yeah what a what a dark ending vancouver next <laughs> vancouver red bulls orlando we toronto continue to stomp these canadians i'll share this this stupid little story it's fast i promise <laughs> i just i told a co-worker who's he's interested in, in sports but never was really a soccer fan and mm. i said if you do anything just become an nycfc supporter get down to a game you already like the yankees you're gonna be you're gonna fit in and so he's loosely followed and he came up to me yesterday and he said hey it looks like uh, it looks like we're on a collision course and i'm like what are you talking about because <laughs> it was out of the blue and uh, he goes well it seems like, we're going to get down to the wire, and Messi's going to take the playoffs from us. And I said, have you been doing research? I was going to say, that is a very... I'm like, for a month-long fan, that is I'm like, how deep did you go? And he's like, well, I watched all the games from the past, <laughs> this last season. And yes, he goes, it seems like we're going to win all of our games until we get to Miami. I'm like, wow. Well, that's, that's a little... Your mouth to God. I was going to say, I guess I was foreshadowing earlier then. When I said our best case scenario is eighth or ninth into the play-in game, and then it comes down to us versus Messi to see if this season was worth anything. Anything. And I just and it looks bleak at the moment. It does. But anyways, that was one twelve. That was one twelve. Tune in next week. It will 
hopefully be It'll be a good episode. It's gonna be a good episode. Yeah, probably our best. Yeah, and so we'll in terms s- of production and set and everything, it's up there. I'm happy with. Anyways, yeah. well, we'll see you guys. Catch you. Get you. One thirteen. Peace. Peace. Peace.